I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. To value yourself is the act of recognizing your worth. The more the value we place in ourselves, the more worth we have. The less value we hold towards our own self, the lower our self-worth. And we attract situations to us that we feel we deserve. We attract better things when we know we deserve more and we find ourselves worthy of that. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello, beautiful. It's so great to catch up with you again. How are you doing with all the relationships in your life? Are you having an easy time of it? Are people crowding your space a little too much? making you feel irritated and frustrated. I'm a bit of an introvert myself, so I really value my space and freedom. The only way that I can handle all the people in my life and the very many responsibilities I hold is to make sure that I always carve out a little time for myself. When I don't, then things are more likely to get to me. The little things are even likely to trigger me. So I've kind of created a fail-safe for myself. If I neglect myself, then it throws me off balance, which makes sure that I do give time for myself. I know that it's a very important part of my self-care routine. So keeping myself in a good headspace is key to staying calm and centered. And this is what I do for myself internally. But externally, I've learned how to have good, healthy boundaries with people. Setting proper boundaries with others creates a safe space for me to interact with them. So we are less likely to have conflict, less likely to have unrealized expectations of each other, or even resentment because the other person crosses a boundary that was never even expressed. So what are boundaries really? Today, I want to talk to you about boundaries. A boundary is an energetic separation between you and others. When you have boundaries, you see yourself as distinct from others with your own thoughts, ideas, and even your own energy field. 
It tells your mind that you have certain conditions that need to be met before you let anyone into your space to affect you. Having boundaries keeps you protected from expectations, obligations, and negative influences from others. Boundaries can be a good thing and they can also be a negative thing. Boundaries are a good thing when they prevent you from entering into, let's say, undesirable situations. They can protect you from people and energies that are not beneficial to you, ones that aren't positive in nature. For example, you might have a friend and every time you meet this friend, she's always complaining and whining and that can suck your energy. We call people like that energy vampires. They literally suck everything out of you because they're so negative or they're complaining all the time. And when you have proper boundaries with people like that, then you make sure that you keep your energy safe. And you also make sure that you're not unnecessarily taking on the emotion from them or making their problems your problems. You recognize that that's their stuff. And those are their issues. And it is not your job to carry their issues on your shoulders. So boundaries are a very good thing when they keep you from taking on things that belong to other people. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. On the other hand, people who have trust issues may have boundaries up with everyone. Due to experiences that probably happened in their past, they might feel a need to overprotect themselves so they don't let anyone into their space. They stay away from other people. In a sense, they are keeping their distance because they expect to get hurt or disappointed or experience pain if they get too close to anyone. In a situation like this, the person will deprive themselves of any intimate interaction with others, including those for purposes of friendship, a romantic relationship, and even with family and relatives. As human beings, the power of touch and communication is so essential to our survival. Keeping ourselves away from that 
will cause an absolute feeling of loneliness and desolation, which can cause so many other issues, such as desperation, depression, and unhappiness. So having boundaries is important, but not to the extent of keeping everyone out. We must learn to have proper discernment or good judgment of who we can trust, who not to trust. We must have discernment of who to invest our time and energy in and avoid those who suck our energy or bring us down. Have you met people who are always critical, complaining, or whining? These kinds of individuals will drag your energy down, while individuals who are optimistic, positive, and encouraging will uplift you and make you feel supported. Now, why do you need boundaries? Boundaries make it clear to others that they cannot take advantage of you. They cannot disrespect you or put you down. It tells people that you have a sense of value and self-worth, and you will only entertain their presence in your life or their requests if they respect you and your space. So boundaries are an important contributor to your sense of worth. Boundaries help you maintain a state of balance because you have more control of the people who you let into your life. With proper boundaries, you will keep undesirable people out and let kind and loving people in. You will choose to surround yourself with the right kinds of people who inspire you. Many people have a very difficult time in relationships. They have a tendency to give too much and not know how to receive. This may stem from dysfunctional childhoods and unresolved traumas from that time. And we carry out our past experiences into our present circumstances and relationships unless we resolve and heal those fragments from the past. Without proper boundaries in a relationship, there's a tendency for resentments and grudges to get created. When one person intentionally or unintentionally causes pain to the other person in the relationship, then resentment is created. Without a boundary, the person who is experiencing the pain is going to feel vulnerable and afraid of having to go through more of that. So they're going to pull away. Instead of asserting boundaries by speaking up to tell the other person that what they did wasn't okay, that it affected them deeply, the individual shuts down and creates distance or any other excuse to pull away. Sometimes that excuse can even become disloyalty or cheating. So do you see how in many situations, perhaps in your life or in situations you've seen around you, we resist or we're afraid of speaking up, of being assertive? And what we do instead is we run away or we hide from the relationship. The running away could be something like cheating or disloyalty or lying or just ghosting a person. And so there are many ways that we pull away or we run away or we hide. Now, on the part of the person who caused the pain to the other person, often they don't even know, they're not even aware of the deep emotional impact that they had on the other person that caused the other person to behave in that negative way of running away, of hiding, of rejecting them, of, you know, cheating or so on. And when the other person retreats, they cannot understand why they did that. And that creates more confusion and a bigger breakdown in the relationship. In this way, the relationship falls apart and may cease to exist. However, by using communication as a tool to draw the boundaries, 
to say, this is okay, or this is not okay, or what you did hurt my feelings, or what happened really caused me pain. We can share with others through the spoken word or through our behavior about what our boundaries really are. We can inform others that there are some things that are acceptable to us and other things that are not through clear communication. But to do that, we must know ourselves better first. We must understand how we feel when things happen. We must be able to process and learn from these situations. By facing our negative traits or what we call the vices, we can shift them by understanding our motivations behind them. We can then turn our realizations into positive feelings, thought patterns, and behaviors that help us to adjust our boundaries so that they are protecting us instead of causing us to feel alone and misunderstood. In this way, we are taking responsibility and accountability for what is happening in our life while still protecting ourselves from situations and people that don't add any positive value to our lives. Do we need boundaries with people who love us, like our parents, for example? Whenever love is conditional, then we must always have boundaries. The aspect of conditionality implies judgment, expectations, and obligations that are never positive influences in one's life. In an ideal scenario, parents are meant to be unconditionally loving their children, but most of us know that this is not always the case. Many parents expect their children to perform well in school, to listen to them, or to do what is asked of them, to live their life in a way that they approve of, the parents, that is. These are all conditions, and children learn pretty early that when they do meet their parents' expectations, they get more love. That might come in the form of approval, reward, or affection. On the other hand, if the child fails to meet the parent's expectations, then it may involve punishment, scolding, verbal criticism, and even abuse. Worst of all, affection and love becomes withheld from them, the child who is not meeting the parent's expectation. From the child's perspective, this is the ultimate torture. Children thrive on love and they shrivel up without it. When we get older, parents may expect their children to take care of them, to provide for them and to support them in various ways. This creates an obligation on the part of the child who will now feel guilt if they are not able to fulfill their obligation in any way. Sometimes that obligation may extend to who they marry, what choice of career they make, how they choose to live their life, and so on. And these obligations are sometimes hidden. Children subconsciously take on those hidden obligations from their parents in an attempt to prove that they are a good son or daughter or to earn love from their parents. This was programmed in childhood when they experienced love being given when they followed their parents and taken away when they disobeyed their parents or did something that the parents did not approve of in some way. And so the cycle begins and continues with the child living his or her life secretly trying to recapture the lost love of his or her parents, or trying to prove themselves worthy of that love without realizing that without proper boundaries, they are sacrificing their dreams or choices to the altar 
they have created for their parents. By having boundaries, we can see ourselves as the offspring of our parents, that we can choose to do things for them in as many ways that we can, but out of love and not expectation or obligation. It is important to take care of our parents, to love them, to support them to the best of our ability, but not at the expense of sacrificing ourselves or losing ourselves in it. Because doing so also creates a mess in one's life where the person might have made choices unconsciously that end up bringing them so much unhappiness or disappointment. This might be connecting to some of you. Some of you might be listening and say, hey, that is totally me. And I have to tell you that it's really normal for people to be unconsciously doing this in their lives. Fulfilling an expectation or obligation is usually hard work because it goes against the natural order of things. We often have to force ourselves or really motivate ourselves to do things that don't bring us joy because that goes against the flow. And we are meant to go with the flow of life, not struggle against it. Any swimmer knows that it is much more difficult to swim against a current than to flow with it in the same direction. Our path is always easier when we do things out of love, passion, and excitement and joy, which comes from a sincere desire to do things. In fact, the most successful businesses are those that are driven by creativity, vision, and inspiration. Inspiration can never be contrived or dictated by anyone else. It is inspired. It comes from the heart and the soul. It comes from a place of willingness and openness to be carried forth in life where we are meant to go without being punctuated with thoughts like I should, I need to, I must, or I have to do this. How about partners, husbands, and boyfriends? Should we be having boundaries with them too? When we have no boundaries, we can lose our identity in a relationship. We can disappear into a relationship and become who we think our partner wants to be instead of who we truly are. Having boundaries is like having self-respect. And if we don't respect ourselves, our needs, our wants, and our choices, then our partner will not respect us too. One of the things that has really worked in my marriage is being admired by my partner for my dedication and commitment to healing myself and others. He respects that about me. And so he supports me completely whenever my work requires me to travel or to work long hours. I have his complete support all the time because I respect what I do and I respect myself for it. So I get nothing less than that complete respect and support from him in return. If I kept sacrificing myself for my children or my husband or to take care of my home, I would soon lose their respect too. Instead, I teach them that they are all important to me, but I have something of my own that is just for me and it is important for me to do. My children will grow up recognizing that what I do makes me who I am. And more importantly, it makes me happy. And this will create the circumstances for them to find something of their own that drives them and inspires them. That is my wish for them. Growing up with a mother who enjoys what she does and is in a good mood all the time when I go to work and come back from work 
teaches them that what I do brings joy to me. And that is the standard that they will set for themselves when they choose their own path. Now you might be thinking, well, how do I create boundaries? Creating boundaries is as simple as recognizing yourself as important, as a unique individual that matters, that your opinion matters, and what you want is important. If you're constantly putting yourself down or comparing yourself to others in an attempt to reject yourself, then you're not going to be able to have good boundaries with people. You will make yourself vulnerable to judgment, jealousy, envy, and betrayal. Sacrificing is something you have to avoid if you want to maintain healthy boundaries. Instead of sacrificing your wants and needs, why not take care of your needs as well as others? Find win-win situations. Every time you sacrifice what you want, then you are telling your brain that your needs are unimportant and therefore you aren't important. You are rejecting yourself in favor of another over and over again. And that is not the message we want to send to our brain. The mindset that we can choose to have instead is that there's plenty. There's plenty for everyone to enjoy and have. That you can have your piece of the pie, but so can others. There's enough to go around. Making sure you are treated well by others in a way that makes you feel good is crucial. If someone does not treat you with respect, dignity, and kindness, then make a choice to move away from them. Do not engage if their behavior towards you is less than desirable. You always have a choice to walk away. And walking away is one way of asserting your boundaries. You are telling them that it is not okay to behave that way with you. Either they have to change or you will have none of it. Usually they change their behavior pretty quickly and correct themselves. People respect you if you respect yourself. Another good way to implement boundaries is to communicate your needs to the other person in a relationship. It is often a good idea to communicate this in the beginning stages of a relationship. So it's already laid out in the open. You are more likely to get what you want in the beginning of a relationship than later on when you both get more comfortable with each other. When I met my husband, I told him how committed I was to my work. I told him that I understood if that was a problem for him, and I would gladly walk away if he wanted me to. I was willing to give up our relationship, but not willing to give up that part of me. The more I asserted my needs, the more he fell in love with me. And I always asserted myself with kindness and love, never in conflict or battle. And I think that's what really helped, is doing it in a very calm and confident way. I've always had so much respect and appreciation for the man that my husband is. Many others would feel insecure or challenged by a strong woman. But my husband is so secure that he appreciates the strength that I bring to the relationship. I also had a discussion with him about smoking when we were dating. I had become allergic to smoke and told him it was one of my few non-negotiables. I could not be around cigarette smoke. He was only a social smoker at that time, and after we got married, without me even needing to say anything, he would only smoke by the window in our bathroom. And one day, he just stopped smoking. Knowing that I didn't like it, coupled with the fact that it's not good for his health, he made his own conscious choice to quit. 
What really helped is that I respected his choice to smoke and didn't nag him about it. When he was ready, he gave it up on his own. Finally, setting boundaries comes from a place of self-love. You have to love yourself to really want to protect your space from negative influences and energies that just aren't for your best. Just like we take care of our children and we protect them, we don't put them in situations that may endanger them in any way. In the same way, creating boundaries is about self-care and self-preservation. We take care of what we value. The more valuable something is, as we see in the most elite of museums, the more protection and security we give it. And you are the most valuable thing in your life. Without you, there is nothing else. There is no source of anything. There is nothing to give. To value yourself is the act of recognizing your worth. The more the value we place in ourselves, the more worth we have. The less value we hold towards our own self, the lower our self-worth. And we attract situations to us that we feel we deserve. We attract better things when we know we deserve more and we find ourselves worthy of that. This doesn't work, however, if we feel like we deserve more, but it comes from a place of not feeling worthy. So deserving more and feeling worthy go together. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Value, deserving, and feeling worthy must all be aligned to bring you the situations and circumstances that vibrate on the same frequency of that. Abundance works in the same way. The higher the value you place in yourself, the more wealth and abundance you attract to yourself. For example, if you attend a selective university like the University of Pennsylvania or Harvard, which are both Ivy League universities, you expect to receive a higher salary offer than someone who may have attended a less selective university. You feel entitled to a higher salary. You deserve it. After all, because you attended one of the most exclusive universities, which must mean you are better in some way. While this may not necessarily be true, as long as you believe it, it holds true for you. And if your self-worth is aligned with this way of thinking, then you will in fact attract a salary package that is in line with your expectations. If you doubt yourself, however, or feel not good enough in any way, then the reverse experience may take place. One way to continue to increase your self-worth is to engage in activities that promote self-development and spiritual growth. Opportunities to take like workshops, learn meditation, to improve yourself through healing sessions facilitates the process of becoming the best version of yourself. And as you start to recognize how wonderful you truly are, which comes through self-acceptance and forgiveness and developing yourself in the best way that you can, then you will start to love yourself completely. 
you will learn to honor yourself, appreciate yourself, encourage yourself, and even motivate yourself to achieve your life purpose. You will start to feel in the flow of things and life will take on a new frequency of energy. You will feel uplifted and excited to be alive, to have the opportunity to live this life in the best way possible. It is truly a liberating feeling to acknowledge yourself in this way. I hope this helps in some small way to bring you more confidence and understanding of yourself, to help you realize that maybe you could start prioritizing yourself. Maybe you could start teaching the people around you to respect your boundaries by respecting you. It starts from how you feel about yourself, how worthy you feel, what you do to love yourself, to take care of yourself. And in that way, you teach other people how to behave with you. So this, my friend, is what I have for you today on creating and setting boundaries for yourself. I wish you some great boundaries in your life that make you feel so safe, so comfortable, and so loved and respected. Thank you for joining me this week on Project Loving Myself. Please do subscribe to this podcast. If this is something that you enjoy listening to, please share it with your friends. And of course, follow at Project Loving Myself podcast on Facebook and Instagram and tag me on anything you post about Project Loving Myself. That's at Sanaya Gurnamo. I always love reading your comments and reading your posts and what you have to say about these episodes and what they are doing for you. Here is a boundaries quote for you for this episode. Daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. That is by Brené Brown, researcher, author, and motivational speaker. Remember, a lack of boundaries invites a lack of respect, and respecting yourself is a form of self-love. So to love yourself, you respect yourself and you respect yourself out of love for yourself. Thank you again for being with me on this episode brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. You are loved. Views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.